Hello, everyone. This is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to the One Bitcoin Show. Today is October the 19th. All right. 2020, strong hand, long-term thinking, defiance over compliance. This is where the big boys play. Yeah, at this very channel. Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin in motion. Five-digit realm. Apex predator, we're one day closer to an all-time high. I'm offended by selling. It's unconfiscatable. Remember that. Hello, my elite friends. How you doing? If you have questions, I have answers. Type them in that's with the super chat to get my attention, or you can just type in Bitcoin Meister if you don't want to, if you want it to do it for free and ask some good questions. I want to say, check out disruptmeister.com. You can watch all my old shows, including Fridays this week at Bitcoin was really great. Alessandro was talking about Venezuela, and Brian Jackadol was talking about lawyerly, legal, scholarly issues. First Amendment type of stuff. It's unique beast type of information. You're not going to get that kind of stuff anywhere else uh, on this crazy uh, worldwide web of uh, cryptocurrency, Bitcoin. And I also want to say yesterday's Beyond Bitcoin show. Oh, I get into the current events and I give you a new photo for all a, a new photo. Not some, some people might have thought I said nude. <laughs> Anyway, for all you uh, simps out there to value your wealth in something other than Bitcoin, you'll like yesterday's photo, but it's a good show. Check out Beyond Bitcoin yesterday. That is Sunday's show. So I, I tell people, don't scam yourself. Don't fall for the altcoin flavors of the month. No complexity worship. We're going to talk about that in some subjects today, okay? Don't put people on pedestals. Don't put the IMF on a freaking pedestal. Uh, so let's start off with this Filecoin, uh, blind complexity worship uh, th that's going on there. Okay, so yeah, it's the flavor of the month. It's really complicated, apparently. Nick Carter tweets out, my only comment is this, Bitcoin is dead simple. It minimizes the number of dynamic variables. New complex systems are incredibly hard to design from scratch. And that's Gaul's Law, apparently. Dude, Nick, you're a real smart dude. I never heard of Gaul's Law before. But I get your point, okay, dude? I And everyone should get the simple point that, yeah, you can make something super-duper complicated. Does it make it better than Bitcoin? No. Are a bunch of people going to adopt it because of complexity worship? No. Bitcoin's unconfiscatable aspect, okay? It's simple. It might be boring to you, okay? But it, it is what it is. And it's not changing. 21 million. That to me that is, is much more valuable and important than all the bells and whistles they can throw on the latest flavor of the month. But apparently Filecoin has transitioned from calibration net to main net at block 148,888 after $200 million ICO and three years of development within 24 hours of launch. A majority of miners are already on strike and talk about a failed wedding uh, and talk about a failed wedding and forks. OK, and there is talk about fail. OK, whatever. Filecoin is very complex and it uh, requires high end hardware, including a minimum 128 gigabyte memory. Complexity worship. But people were hyping it up because of all those things. They thought those were positives. It's falling apart. 
And uh, it, it just goes down in the annals of history of uh, the, the flavor of the month for October of 2020. You'll forget it just like you forgot all the, you know, the flavor of the month for to uh, May of 2018 or uh, July of 2019. Who knows? We don't, we don't remember them. Now, uh, retweet this. Follow me on TechBot. I'm putting this T-E-C-H-B-A-L-T. I just put it in the chat for all you dudes watching live out there. And uh, someone asked me, what do I think about uh, what, what do I think about Jay Powell's uh, comment today on uh, central uh, bank digital currencies? Uh, and he said it was more important to, for the U.S. to get digital currency right than to be first. This is this is my take on it. Um, we're not going to. United States isn't going to be first. Um, wh what does he mean by get right for the United States? Let me tell you from the from the per, per, from the perspective of the politicians. Um, yeah, they want. They, sh they should be patient and figure out the best way to suck as much wealth out of the 80 percenters as possible. So uh, <laughs> if they want a – and how to uh, properly uh, implement negative, negative interest rates, uh, how to implement uh, tax collection properly for all the 80 percenters who will fall in line. So uh, he's absolutely right. Uh why, why rush it? Why rush it? Why not learn how to be the maximum uh, dominating centralized force to take advantage of the people? Um, it's sickening. It's disgusting. But the, the other thing I'm going to point out is, and I pointed this out on, on many, many shows, we're going to get Fed coin, okay? And it's not that much of a revelation anymore when the IMF hints at a Fed coin or, or when any when any country – uh, you know, uses you know when when Jay Powell talks about it, it's it's not that big of a deal. We're going to get it, and the eighty percenters will accept it. They look what they're accepting right now. They'll, you know, be locked down in their houses, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So it'll be very convenient. So Jay Powell is correct. He want he, he should take his time with FedCoin to to make it as you know quote unquote convenient for all the eighty percenters as possible. So he'll be able to maximally. Uh, take advantage of them as much as possible. So, I mean, it's disgusting. It's sickening. And that's the way uh, governments work. And, uh, and Jim asked me, CBDC, central bank digital currency, will not be useful to transfer value over time. Well, it, <laughs> probably not. Uh, it, it, but but 80%, it'll be very convenient. Okay? So, I'm not – they will make it very convenient, very easy. Oh, look. You have direct access to the Federal Reserve now. You don't even need a private bank account. Look, you should just have a bank account with the United States of America. And uh, depending who's, who's, the, who's the leaders uh, of our country, we might be very uh, socialistic by then. You know, it, it'll be a big thing in, in socialism. They'll rave about the uh, Fed coin. The thing also to rem remember, people, and we're going to talk about this in the IMF story, which I'm talking about like in a second, but this pertained to it. Uh, you, you, if you're, if you're watching this right now, I assume you have Bitcoin. Okay. <laughs> or you have some interest in Bitcoin. You don't have to participate in any fed coin situation that comes about in whatever country you're in, be it Canada, United States. I don't care where you don't have to do it. You don't have to use what, what, what they're worth. And you can be very frustrated that you don't have cash anymore. Okay. That they're, 
They've created a system that keeps perfect track of you if you use it. You have Bitcoin. So you don't, you're the Bitcoin overlay. So for me, I mean, people get scared when they hear about Bedcoin and that they're going to, it's going to be able to keep track of everything. Okay. You could be scared, but there's Bitcoin. So you, you know, you don't have to play in that world, but that's why I'm talking about the convenience that they, they, they will make it very convenient. So everyone will give up their privacy, not everyone, but 80% of the people, it'll be very useful to them, quote unquote, useful to them. Okay, now, Roman Q said the IMF lady looked like she was a uh, Chinese Communist Party prisoner uh, reading a pre-written admission of guilt. So glad I'm in the Bitcoin overlay. Well, I'm so glad I actually didn't watch it. I, I read, I read, I read the transcript and it was, it was boring. For, for me, it was boring. It was filled with SJW, gobbledygook, climate change buzzword, feel good, no specifics at all. No specifics. And and, and Jim also asked a good question. I'm going to get, we're going to get to IMF in a second, but it's a good question. Uh, do you think uh, central bank digital currencies uh, would eliminate tax filing requirements? Uh, it, I mean, it depends on what, some country might be able to figure out a way where it will. I'm not going to say it's going to work that way for everyone, but um, it, it, it might eliminate it in some countries. If you did it right and you set up your whole tax system right, you could set up a tax system. They would have to modify the current United States tax system, but you could set it up in a way that, yeah, it would eliminate the tax filing requirement. I don't know if they want that, though. I, they might. The accounting industry might be so powerful that they, they might not they, – they might uh, never uh, – they might want to, like – Keep the accountants happy, or something. You know, the, the, keep those donations uh, flowing from from that uh, corner of the world. Hey, Bitcoin Meister. Uh, hi, is your Monero address up to date uh, in your YouTube profile information to send you uh, a donation? Thanks. Yeah, yeah, the one. Yes, it it, it is. It is up to date. It is uh, the one that's. Uh, yes, it's up to date. All right, so let's go to – and I accept any – if anybody wants to give me all coins, you can give me all coins too, whatever. It's, I, I, uh, I, I quote-unquote respect the money. It is money. It's not as good as Bitcoin, all, all the altcoins out there. But if you're going to give me free money, I, I, I appreciate it a lot. Thank you for you know, if you're going to send Monero, whatever it may be. Um, okay, now we're going back to the, uh, the topic at hand, which is the IMF uh, gobbledygook that – so, some so many people out there have well quite a few people have asked me about it. I see quite a few people tweeting about it. All these people they, they put it on a pedestal. It's a woman for this big bureaucratic international organization that loans out money to third world countries, uh, saying gobbledygook. Okay, so but but there's all these people from the gold uh, the the gold bug past, you know that that so scared of these international organizations as ha and have just been waiting for them to establish a new world order and thus gold will be supreme again. Just this weird fantasy, these doomed fantasies. So IMF and Bretton Woods, it's all tied into these strange doomed fantasies that some people have never been able to let go of despite the fact that they're in Bitcoin, despite the fact that you can just, you don't have to worry about your old doom fantasies anymore. This is the Bitcoin is 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 the answer to international 
monetary policy, all the governments colluding to do something horrible to the people through digital currencies, all these theories going around because this woman has some simple press relief, pr press release announcement that's filled with gobbledygook. Literally, I mean, we, we people need freedom. We've just had a bad virus, climate change. Oh my! And it's, there's no specifics. Um, it, well, I mean, they're they're still they're still going to loan out money to third world dictators that are supposed to help the, their people, and they won't help their people. Uh, th that's that's the IMF. Now, Andy Hoffman had the best take on this, and it was just like he was laughing at the whole thing. And I'm laughing at the whole thing, too. But I, I just <laughs> – my point in really talking about this today, because it's noise. It's a distraction. Why should you care? Why should anyone – if you are a true Bitcoin holder, why should you care? Really? Why, why, why? We have lived through um, – I mean, let, let's give her credit, or, or the person who wrote the headline: "A new Bretons were a new Breton Woods moment." Okay, that's good marketing for, for to get the doomers' attention. I mean, Br Bretton Woods was a big thing. They, they they changed the whole monetary system. But dudes, we've lived through major monetary system reconfigurations since then. I mean, off the gold standard that basically got rid of Bretton Woods in 1971. Okay. And within the United States, we've had uh, the, the, the continual money printing, uh, QE, quantitative easing. There was never any and, – and we've gotten along. People have lived. The whole – the world hasn't dropped. The world hasn't ended. Nothing bad is that – and some of these things are gradual. So sure, I'm sure all these technocrats in Europe would love to alter the money monetary system and do it overnight and give themselves more say in – how in climate change and all, all this nonsense. And th there's some things they could do that, that would be quite drastic. There's some things that, that will happen over time. But get, I mean, the man on the street doesn't even notice, first of all. If you know about all this stuff, if you know about all this monetary history, okay, and that things are going to get people getting inflated away, uh, then what? Do you have Bitcoin? And if the answer is yes, then you don't need to worry about this. Okay, you, you really do not. Um, there's no conspiracy. It's it's a press release out there. There's no, no secret evil things. Digital current. And, and, and what I said beforehand, she doesn't. Even, I don't think she says digital currencies. There might be slight allusions to things like that. They're coming. The central, excuse me, central bank digital currencies. They are coming. They are coming. You don't have to participate in them, okay? You don't have to have all your wealth in them, at least, all right? So, uh, yeah, I just I just want to, uh, if I missed anything here, we've had quantitative easing. Um, it's nebulous. It's, 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 and then what happens is because it's the IMF, and through the years, all these people have put it on a pedestal, they're behind the scenes in charge of everything. The central bank of central banks, this, that, and the other. Uh, and so people use it as clickbait. Okay. They make scary headlines about it and uh, make scary vid videos, scary tweets, scary articles, just propping up like a very simple press release that really was filled with nonsense. And I mean, Word salad. It was a bunch of word salad from some lady in Europe or, or she's based in Washington. I don't know where she's based. Okay. Uh, 
So it, it, so it, it gets a life of its own. It gets a life of its own through all the people who want to live in a panic prison and who want drama and want conspiracies. Dudes, if you have Bitcoin, it doesn't matter. It, it really does not matter. All right. Now, if you're if you're valuing your wealth in South African rand, and all of a sudden there's a, I, 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 they they could your country takes on even more loans, your corrupt leaders even take on more loans through some new IMF gimmick, uh, and, and your your leader says we're doing all this for climate change, uh, and you only have rand. Yeah, you're in bad shape at that point. But I don't even see if you watch the show how you can even get to that point. Um, so a lot of this is. Uh, it's it's worse if you put these organizations on pedestals that you supposedly they're it's bureaucratic nonsense. You you you're interested in Bitcoin. You're interested in a a currency that has nothing to do with nation states. But you keep on defaulting back to these worries that involve nation states and nation state collaboration. I mean. Are you worried about it? Are, 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 you, are you still stuck in the, in the dollar realm, valuing your wealth in dollar, valuing your wealth in various fiats? Or have you, are you truly in the Bitcoin overlay mentally? And I think this is a psychological thing that, that's going on. There's a lot of people who love Bitcoin, but psychologically, they cannot get over the fact um, that they love conspiracies and they love to blame people and they, they love uh, scapegoating. It, it, and so I, I say, IMF, do whatever you want to do. I'm not blaming you for any of my troubles. But they're just people that think they're going to have troubles. So they uh, take proactive steps to blame the IMF and and, and, and and make up stories about them. That, ooh, are you worried that they might have a central bank digital currency? I, no, I'm not worried at all. I, I don't care about them at all. Uh, and uh, what is this? Central bank digital currencies are real. This is not a new re revelation. You don't have to use them with a – okay. So don't be a CBDC, C-U-C-K. That's what I wanted to uh, conclude with there. All right. Now, another, another person that people like to put on a pedestal and like to vilify. Um, and, yeah, going back – before I get, get to Peter Schiff, I have to say pound that like button. But – this when we get press releases that involve you know references back to Bretton Woods or and it's from an international organization like an IMF thing, it is a psychological test of how crazy people are. Maybe it's a it's a a twenty percent or IQ test also. Okay, that you really don't have the twenty uh, the twenty percent or knowledge uh, to let stuff like that slide. Uh, so, but Peter Schiff, okay. So he agreed to an interview with 60 Minutes out of Australia, which is apparently a pretty biased organization. No shot there. And the United States government and perhaps some other governments are targeting his bank in Puerto Rico for tax, helping people, quote unquote, uh, tax evade. And he, he, he walked out on the Australian interview. It's, it's linked to below. Why he agreed to it, I, I'm not exactly sure he loves marketing so much it has nothing to do with bitcoin the situation that peter Schiff finds him in right itself right in right now uh that is being investigated tax evasion whatever it may be um has nothing to do with bitcoin but we have people in, in bitcoin celebrating celebrating it that <laughs> and to me it's just it's hilarious like you're cheering on the state or a bunch of governments 
to attack an individual because you didn't like what he said about Bitcoin. I mean, what are your principles here? Do you, do you like when the state uh, uses its uh, weapons of destruction against individuals to crush them, to crush financial entrepreneurs? I mean, do you, do you believe, you know, what the state defines as evasion and as uh, laundering? Do you worship that? I mean, is that is that what you is that the law? Is that what you listen to? Now, you can be careful about those things. But when it happens to someone else, do you say, oh, that's great. The state got their revenge on that criminal. I mean, no, and I, I, at least I don't. So to celebrate this with Peter Schiff, I I. I strongly disagree with i don't know what the whole story is and uh it has nothing to do with bitcoin well right now <laughs> i mean you can well you can boil down you can connect a lot of things to bitcoin let me say what would have solved uh, peter schiff's problem if he would have never opened a bank in uh puerto rico and just bought bitcoin he wouldn't have this problem but that's a lot of what ifs we don't, we don't on this show i say no regrets you know we, we can't change the past here so I, I hope Peter Schiff gets out of the situation. I, I really do, um, because he, his father uh, also su suffered mightily from a, a situation where the, the government uh, attacked him because of tax uh, issues. OK. And some people cheer that on. Oh, he was a tax criminal. He should he should be funded. Peter Schiff should be every penny that Peter Schiff makes should be going to all of AOC's and the IMF's climate change change uh, fantasies. Should be funding all of that, right? Right, guys. Okay. Now, uh, yeah, and F Frank uh, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> has a question uh cool door frame is that a painting of the virgin mary i don't know the, the the artist who owns this place he put some of his art up here and it looks like it's you're not getting a very clear thing of it it looks more like jesus i, I think it's just supposed to be a random prophet or a prophet looking type of person um it's not a woman this is, is what i'm saying um there it's it's interesting interesting art here the, the guy hey uh, what else do we have? Uh, okay that, i'm just seeing if there are any other questions yeah the the shift story is a waste of time i i agree i don't know why bitcoiners are uh the, the only thing you can learn from it that makes it not a waste of time is that the government it it, it keeps its eyes on uh those who want to mess around in the banking realm if you, if you get into their realm where they have all sorts of licenses and you're centralized, you're, you're, you're a target. And he, he definitely, he's, he's had a target on his back uh, for a while, uh, for many, you know, partially because he's related to, I mean, he's, he's the son of, uh, of Irvin Schiff or Irv Schiff, Irv, whatever his name was, uh, you know, rest in peace, dude. Um, and I hope he, I, I hope his father's buried in a Jewish cemetery. I hope Peter set that up properly, at least. Okay, so that's beyond Bitcoin moment. Let us uh, let us <laughs> let us move on. Um, somebody, when I was talking about algorithms yesterday, the algorithm worship. Someone came up with a great uh, saying: "Algorithm simp. Don't be an algorithm simp on YouTube. Use your head. Use your brain. Watch yesterday's show if you want more about that." Institutional investment is good for preventing an all-out ban. This is a very good point that uh, I think Matt O'Dell 
made, but someone else uh, tweeted it out. And I've alluded to it before. All of this institutional investment, it makes it very unlikely the United States will ever try to uh, all out ban Bitcoin. I think we've we've passed the point of uh, no return on that. OK, uh, and I, I've said that before, but that that tweet uh, is, is a beautiful reminder. Another interesting thing going on, there's a Twitter feed called Token Oops. <laughs> and the dude uh, tweets out uh, token related mistakes people have made, uh, like sending uh, their tokens to smart contracts and you can never get them back because you're not supposed to send it to this specific address. There's complexity with this DeFi stuff, okay? But there are a lot of people that don't know what the heck they're doing. So they just, they end up making tremendous mistakes where they get their uh, tokens locked away forever. Well, apparently Coinbase has a pretty bad interface and they've known about it for some time that involves US dollar coin where people can make a mistake where they send their US dollar coin to get to send to a place where it gets locked up forever. So even if you're dealing with Coinbase and you think it's totally safe because it's Coinbase, they have a problem. And here's a, here's a tweet. Coinbase, Coinbase consumer interface operating on their own token, U.S. dollar coin, does not implement basic protections for common mistakes that have lost millions, is easy to identify, is never a false positive. Please fix this immediately to prevent future loss of funds. So I, I, I've never tried out anything like this. And, but I just, I'm just saying there's a lot of people that trust Coinbase in, to the end, okay, and trust U.S. dollar coin. I don't know why they are, what they're dealing with over there when they're using it. But you can make a tremendous mistake over them there and they haven't made it any easier. So be careful with the third parties. Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin. Why even venture into USDC just so you can get into DeFi? I, and that's what uh, Tone Vase has a hilarious tweet clip about, okay? It's from his show. It's like a two-minute clip. He's like, why do people lend out their precious Bitcoin to these uh supposedly decentralized entities so people can fund uh, altcoin projects or whatever it goes to funding. He says, you know, you, you should, you're better off just lending your money to your cousin at the Thanksgiving table. I say this. It's pretty hilarious, the video. Uh, people want interest on their Bitcoin, so they go to great lengths when all you have to do is hold your Bitcoin and get your crypto dividends that come through airdrops and through forks. You just have to be patient. We haven't had one for a while. There will be ones in the future. You don't have to mess around with smart contracts where you can make a tremendous mistake and send your uh, send your token, which used to be Bitcoin, into some smart contract where it gets locked up forever and then you never get your wealth back. Okay, You don't have to worry about that. Now, uh, I want to say Unchained Capital is hiring. That is linked to below uh, what they're hiring for. I think it's a tech-related position. I forgot now. I I got this the other day and I haven't looked since, but it's linked to below for those of you who are in motion. And oh, now I'm going to tell you about this scam that and we're going to conclude with this African scam that I had never heard of before. But apparently uh, over the last few months, it has been the biggest related cryptocurrency scam in Africa. So it's and we don't I mean, I, I assume I haven't heard about it is uh, I mean, I'm in North America and. Maybe people in North America aren't falling for that. There are videos on YouTube about this nasty thing. 
What is it? I, I see so many people are chatting. Remember, you know, do the super chat or type in Bitcoin Meister. And I will answer your questions, but the, even though the show is going to end in about five minutes, but you can extend it or less than five minutes. Play this at 2x people. It's called, what is this thing called? Mirror Trading International or MTI. And uh, yeah, this is my lost and found story of the day because uh, nobody else is talking about it right now. Now, I think people have talked about it in the past, but I just found out about it. Mirror Trading International or MTI was established in 2019. MTI claims that its proprietary AI allows them to grow your Bitcoin. Oh, my God. By using it as a base against other currencies on trades. All right. So that goes back to people are always they want to do something with their Bitcoin. There's just this mentality in people. They they can't do they can't just let it sit there. They can't just they don't understand what buy and hold is. They're too impatient. They're too impulsive. So this is the worst of the worst. You know, with the with the ICOs, not the ICOs, the DeFi stuff, you can believe, okay, it's truly decentralized. I'm truly going to get it back. But with this, this is centralized, and it's it's all sorts of buzzwords. Proprietary artificial intelligence allows you to grow your Bitcoin. Complete nonsense, complete scammy stuff. But people have they make videos that promote it. Uh, there's affiliate links, so it's a whole pyramid scheme type of thing also built in. And uh, you see this every year from OneCoin. I don't know, there's Gladia coin. There's all sorts of things. And people are just like, you don't know, Adam, trust me, I can get out of it uh, before it cr comes crashing down. So, yeah, this was the biggest one in Africa this summer, maybe still. Uh, and it's so, you know, if you hear something called MTI, and you can read about it. I linked to the, what's described. We, we get one of these. So, yeah, we always have an altcoin flavor of the month. We always have a scam of the year, too. And this looks like a, this one was the uh, the Bitcoin scam of the year. So just uh, wanted to put that out there if anybody else has heard of it. Okay, dudes, that is it. We don't have any more questions. I'm Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister Disrupt Meister. Uh, pound that like button. I will see you guys soon. Thanks a lot. Strong hand. Be a unique beast, dudes. I'm out of here. And what? Go to DisruptMeister.com and watch the freaking archive show. The last two, three shows were great. See ya.